everyone, and welcome to The JW Show. I'm your host, Joshua Washington, Executive Director of the Institute for Black Solidarity with Israel. And today I have with me Justin Stover. Uh, Justin Stover, he originally is from Atlanta, Georgia. He now lives in Israel. Uh, he's been in an ongoing fight against BDS and related organizations for years throughout the United States and other locations in the world. Uh, most recently, uh, he's been working as a senior consultant for uh, Ghana-Israel Civil Diplomacy Alliance in an effort to expand on the Abraham Accords in the Islamic regions of West Africa. Uh, Justin, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for the invite. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely. And so, Justin, let's. I want to start with this. We've been talking about it a little bit before too. So, mm-hmm. you are you're a Black Hebrew Israelite living in Israel, and I know in the U.S. You know, people who are listening from the U.S. When I say those words, you know, they they get a picture in their minds of, uh, unfortunately, some of the negative stuff that we've been seeing here in in the West with um, Black Hebrew Israelites who've been more aggressive or even violent towards uh, Ashkenazi Jews. You know, the whole white Jews are fake and and black and only African Americans are real Jews and all these different things. But from what I've been understanding in in my relationship with you is that there are a lot of different uh, sects or denominations, if you will, um, that have different belief sets. So I want you to talk a little bit to us about, you know, your your beliefs and and what where that differences lie in those in those two groups, you and the others that we've been seeing. Well, with a uh, with a lot of the other groups, I see that they're just uh, they have one part of the story. They focus on like one part, like okay, uh, we were in slavery. Uh, this is this this is this from this uh from this book okay mm-hmm. but they don't understand they read what they, what they want to read they don't understand about the 12 tribes of israel and all this stuff and and this is my philosophy like when i came to israel i was happy to connect with the ethiopian jews with the jews from morocco mm-hmm. with the jews from brazil with jews all the way around the world mm-hmm. because it says that we'll be scattered to the four corners of the earth mm-hmm. you see what i'm saying Right, and I right. guess uh, the Hebrews in America, they just totally, totally dismissed this. Mm, mm. Yeah, absolutely. So that's to you. That's something that it's a, a piece of the story that or a big piece of the story I say, that, they're, that they're missing um, here, here, especially in the, the ones that are the loudest here in the state. So, yeah. And the, and the one you got to understand the, the agreement in the states, they have no desire to come to Israel. Mm. This is a this is a Christian organization the dream in America. They're mm-hmm. waiting on Jesus Christ to pick them up on a cloud and bring them to Israel. Mm-hmm. Nothing before then. This is their viewpoint. I know them personally. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this is what they think. Right, right. Wow. Wow. Wow, Justin. So, I mean, it, it's it's always refreshing to hear other, you know, to, to get other perspectives, especially when when uh, I think the prevailing theory is that there's only one perspective out there on, on something like this. So, um, I appreciate you for for taking your time. Can you can you tell us more about uh, with mentioning your bio the, the Ghana Israel Civil Diplomacy Alliance? What what is that? What do you do in that? Oh, what we do is uh, actual civil diplomacy. We don't uh, we don't wait on governments to do work. We we connect people on the ground in one country mm-hmm. with people on the ground in another country, mm-hmm. and we we try to get things done as far as like. Uh, economics right now we're helping ghana like learn about cryptocurrency all the way to get into it so they can have an edge over the rest of africa in this um in this thing with the cryptocurrency 
Mm. We're also working with them on healthcare. On all the hot tech we have here on Israel, we've been sharing with them from employees at the company here to employees at different companies in Ghana. I've been, uh, we've been like connecting them together. And wow. this is without the government. This is just, this is civil diplomacy. Mm. So would you say that from, from your vantage point doing this, that relations between Ghana and Israel and, and between uh, other Western African countries in Israel, are you, would you say that they're doing well and they're, they're growing? Well, well, for the most part, the actual government of Ghana and the government of Israel have strong ties. Right. But you also have to worry about this Islamic region of uh, West Africa. Mm. who has been anti-Israel for a long time. Mm. But now with the, with the commencement of the Abraham Accords, you know, they're starting to change. They mm -hmm. reached out to me. They, they want to draw close. They want to have the advantage. They want to have a relationship like the UAE has with Israel. Wow. And uh, tell us more about that. So how has it been actually working with um, the, the Islamic regions in, in West Africa expanding the Abraham Accords. What what has been your experience so far working with them? Well, well it's been great because, you know, I have uh, many connections, like I told you, with the Black Bedouin here in Israel out mm. of uh, Segev Shalom and Rahat. And okay. um, a great friend of mine is a very powerful sheikh who they respect. And this is how the relationship started. They, they, they wanted to know who was this sheikh whose grandfather brought the first Zionists into Israel. Mm. They were like they were blown away by the story. They said, wow. "What? This this is the black shake, mm. and his family is the one who brought the first Zionist in." Wow! Yes. And tell us what because is because everybody. Sorry, go ahead, Justin. Go ahead. I, I was uh, telling you, like, what were the first Zionists doing when they came to Israel? Mm. They were living like the Bedouin. They were living amongst Bedouin, and right. they were, you know, they were dressing like them and everything. Right. And tell us what, what is the, you said the first Sheikh, what is it? What is that? Oh, his name is Sheikh Aid. Sheikh Aid. Okay. Sheikh Aid. Mm. Yeah. He's the, he's the head Sheikh of the Terebian tribe in the Negev region. Mm. And uh, it's here in Israel. He reigns in Jordan and in Egypt as well. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And so Justin, I mean, that that's, and so they're wanting to, you know, make peace with Israel. They're wanting to have relations with Israel and, and they're working through with you, really. That, I mean, that's that's really awesome. And how how has it been for you to uh, to be able to connect with them, you know, on on this type of level? Do you think have the Abraham Records made that much easier, or have you been able to do this before the Abraham Records as well? Uh, I flirted with the with the with the whole operation before the Abraham Records mm. because I have uh, deep contacts in Ghana. I've been dealing with Ghana since I was like. 23 is like 10 years ago i had wow. contacts in ghana hmm. but uh the thing bringing them in like the islamic region this came uh real recently uh, a little bit before the abraham accords we were talking we were trying to combine on a couple things but with the emergence of the abraham accords it made it so much easier hmm. for us to see our vision where we want to move forward and hmm. after ghana hopped in togo they have a representative hmm. uh that wants to get in benin they have a representative that wants to get in in Senegal we have a representative that wants to get in even in northern Nigeria they want to get in wow. on relations with Israel wow so wow. it you know it's a good thing yeah. it's a good thing the Abraham of course has did a great thing uh because it, it cut a lot of the mess mm. 
Mm. It's like, okay, we can go around the Palestinians mm. to get peace done in this region because everybody called what they've been doing. Mm. They're essentially calling and begging for money all the time from all the Arab countries. And Saudi got tired of it. The UAE got tired of it. And Bahrain got tired of it. Mm. Mm. Right. Wow. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, Justin, I want to ask you because, you know, you're originally from Atlanta, Georgia, you know, yeah. how t tell us about a little bit more about yourself. What what uh, eventually caused you or made you actually make Aliyah move to Israel from all the way from Atlanta, Georgia? Well, uh, I had uh, took a vacation first and I fell in love at the first moment I was here is like. Everything was perfect. Everything was in place. It's mm -hmm. like it gave me answers to a lot of things I wanted to know. And so mm -hmm. I remember I would go back to America and I would that's all I would talk about. Israel, Israel, Israel. I would teach everybody about Israel. Mm -hmm. I was going to Washington, D.C. to the Holocaust Museum. I was going to talk to congressmen. Uh, mm -hmm. We need to do more. I know their stories. Even in my city of Atlanta, I said, look, hey, we have the Ethiopian Jews. We need mm. to work with them directly. We need to fund them. We need to help them. We need to combine with them on culture. Mm. This mm. is even before my fight with BDS. <laughs> you wow. see what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> yeah. Goodness gracious. And so so this is before. So so you were doing this and then how much time? So then there was that and then when did you actually encounter BDS for the first time? Which is which is for our I, listeners who don't know, boycott divestment sanction against Israel as a large group here in the US. Yes, I I encountered the uh, BDS. I I actually it's a journalist here in Israel who I actually know. He's from uh, Dimona, where the where the community lives, where the Hebrew community here lives. Mm. And so I know him. I and I was in Atlanta. I saw that he was in Atlanta, and you know he's a uh, he's anti-Israel, but he's Israeli. <laughs> right. Mm. So he invited me out. He said, "Yeah, I'm in your city. Let's meet up. I'm having uh, something that's filmed in college." Mm. And so I went there <laughs> wow. and the conversation starts and I find out that I'm in the middle of a BDS meeting. Wow. wow. <laughs> thrown by the Jewish voice of peace. Wow. So I was like, oh, okay, cool. So, you know, <laughs> me and the journalists are friends. I'm not like, I'm not a mean person. I sat through and, and I threw my two cents in what I had to say about it. Mm, mm. You know, and, and I, I learned from that moment, they have no idea what goes on in this country. Mm, mm. No idea at all. Wow. And how long They're ago just, was this? Uh, this was uh, maybe, what, five years ago? Okay. Yeah, okay. Five years ago. Wow. And then, like, most of my time before I made Aliyah, I would travel back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, speaking at different universities and stuff, talking to different African-Americans about Israel. Mm. Even uh, my friends, like different rappers and celebrities around Atlanta, uh, Walker, uh, T.I., people of this nature. I would speak to them about wow. Israel. Wow. They, they were really uh, they were really interested in my trips. They were like, what are you doing over there? Mm, mm. Wow. How yeah. how is how yeah. how have those conversations gone? What 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 was that like? Especially like meeting with people like TI and other rappers? Well, you know, Atlanta is a small city, everybody knows everybody. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they they had always been around and once they had found out about my trips to Israel, they were like they were very amazed by it. Wow. But now like recently, that's how I can tell, like these are like these are trendsetters. I mm. saw something during the last war that T.I. posted 
about the oh yeah free Palestine free Palestine I have no problem with Palestinians the problem is Hamas mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that that's what Ti should be focused on right he's just he's sharing something on his Instagram it seems like wow wow yeah wow Justin I mean so let me let's let's go back to the Abraham Accords for a second because I I mean it's it's really amazing that that you have taken this opportunity to really um, thrust forward with with uh, helping these other regions, you know, build ties with Israel. And you were you had mentioned that, you know, the other Arab countries, some of these other Arab countries like Saudi Arabia, Bahrain, they have been um, in a way, in a sense, they've been kind of fed up with how things have been going. Um, and so there's this there's this whole making peace with Israel and, and the whole Israeli-Palestinian thing not even being at the center of their of their decision-making, you know, it, you know, it, it, they want peace for themselves. You know, can you, can you speak a little bit more to that? Yes, of course. They want peace for themselves. They want prosperity for their, for their children and for the generations after their children. Mm-hmm. Everybody in this region want, uh, wants that. But when you have terrorists funded by Iran, <laughs> you know, yeah, they, they don't care about this thing. They want terrorism. They they want everything to destruct here. Mm. You mm. see what I'm saying? Absolutely. They, the Iranians don't like Saudi Arabia. They don't like the UAE, and they don't like Bahrain. Mm. That's that's why they're funding Hamas so they can try to break our. They're trying to break the Abraham Accords in some way. That's what they tried to do with this last war. Wow. But Dubai, they, they finally came out and and they said what it was. We stand with Israel. Mm. Mm. Absolutely, and Justin, what what has it been f- so for you personally to be someone, especially uh, somebody in uh, who lived in Atlanta for a while? So you lived in a community that was you know, had a lot of Black Americans living in it, and all those things. How has it been f- for you personally to be this outspoken, you know, standing with Israel, teaching people about Israel? Has it been difficult? Have you received a lot of pushback or a lot of reception? What what has it been like? Uh, well, I lost uh, a lot of friends, mm. but at the same uh, at the same time, real is gonna recognize real. My mm. real friends, when I say I'm I'm telling them, hey, look, I'm here in Israel. This had, this is how life is. This is how it is. Right. Don't believe the media. Mm. My real friends believe me. They're like, oh, okay, we believe you. Mm. Okay. Right. But some people like, you know, the people who watch the news all the time and on social media all the time, they're like, oh, you're a bad person. Mm. Uh, you hate Palestinians. You like dead Arab. Like some of my best friends in the mm. world are Arab. Like, right. Right. It shows how little that they know. But it, but it's been great. I don't, I don't care what kind of pushback I have. I'm going to stand for Israel every day, every mm. day. Mm. Absolutely. No, that's incredible. And I, I didn't ask this in the beginning, but. So you are you live in the Demona community, right? In no, Israel? actually, my son is a part of the Demona community. Okay. I'm not a part of the community. I'm part of a different set of Hebrews. Okay, it's it's even in Israel. It's it's many. It's like three or four different sets who live here. Oh wow! And uh, yeah, but you know, we have a cordial relations, of course. You know, mm. oh, like even with the deportation, like. Uh, we're not part of that deal that they cut with the government or anything like that. That's mm. uh, that's something I hope that they can come to terms to. Right, right. 
can you yeah. can you actually speak more about that? So I, I was going to ask you about that at some point, which is there's been you know the big controversy recently with with the deportation and and everything on the news as of right now has been hasn't really given a lot of detail except to say that you know Israel's been deporting um, you know uh, black Hebrew Israelites from from the country. Do, do you have any other information on that as someone in the communities? Well, as far as the deportation goes, the yeah. deportation is going is uh because of the deal to receive the village of peace. The Israeli government gave the the uh the Hebrew Israelite community yeah. from Demona the village of peace. In mm-hmm. return, the community uh told the government that they would not extend their numbers. They wouldn't have any new uh members come in or anything like this. Mm. So a list was submitted of the names of everybody and these people these are the people who will go on to get uh to get like residency and Mm. eventually citizenship and join the ids and stuff like this okay everybody's name was not mentioned on this list so that's where the deportations uh are coming up Mm. because legally from from the israeli stance from a legal point of law it's like okay we cut this deal we can't like we can't stray from the deal. This is what you agreed to, right. so you have to stand by this. This is why they find it in, uh, themselves in this situation. Right. But I, 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 I feel for the people who are up for deportation. I know some of them. They're, mm. they're friends of mine. Mm. I wish they could come to terms of it. But the leaders of this community, they made this deal with the government, and they have to, they have to deal with the consequences. Wow, wow. So okay, that makes that. So you're saying that there's so there's a list. There's an agreement. There are people's names on the list, but not everyone who was in the community were actually on the list. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Mm. Like, like I said, it's different. Like the Hebrew Israelite world is is so crazy. It's like it's all divided. Mm. <laughs> right. No right. group likes the other group. Essentially, you wow. see what I'm saying. Yeah. So it's it's a it's a it's a egotistical reason why some names were uh, names were left off the list. You see what I'm saying? Uh, yes, yes. It's a it's a power grabbing reason why a lot of the names were left off the list. Hmm. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's... <laughs> That's interesting. I, I I really wish and I hope actually you know that that some of this can can come to light more. I mean, obviously you have people here in the states who have been using this story to attack Israel without even really knowing what's happening on the ground. I mean, even we at Ipsy, we haven't really posted about it because we we know that we're not on the ground. We need to get some more information before we say something. And, and what you provided, I think, is very crucial context um, to, to, to what's going on. Um, so we'll, we'll continue to have our eye on that, Justin. But thank you for, for sharing that. That's, that's good information. Yeah, of course. This, uh, this is the agreement they made. Mm-hmm. And now... Even without this agreement to stop the the number of the Hebrews in Israel, even without it, they were this community was still gonna get residency and citizenship. Mm, wow! The only thing they got in return from cutting their numbers is the village of peace, the actual kifar, the the free rent. Oh, like wow. this is what they gained from this. That's the only thing. Even without making that deal to shorten their community, they were still going to get residency and everything else. Wow. So this specific deal was just for that, for the village of peace? Just for the Kif- We call it the Kifar, but yeah, the village mm. of peace. Yeah. This is what this deal was for. They said, okay, look, if we will give you this for free if you don't add any other member to your community. They mm. said, okay, Sababa, no problem. Mm. And 
And that's why a couple years, like all these years later, everybody's going on over the books. Like you see Sheikh Jarrah is coming up. Mm, right. You see what I'm right. saying? Yeah. The Hebrew Israelite uh, situation from about 30 so years is coming up. Israel's cleaning these books right now. Mm. That's what's going on. Wow. All these old court, old court cases are, are being handled. And, you know, of course, yeah. when you see it in the media, people are going to feel emotional about it and everything. But, you know, we have laws here. Right. Right. Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. I mean, you mentioned Sheikh Jarrah. You mentioned, yeah, there's there's court cases. There's legal history. There's there are things internally going on. I mean, the, and I got to tell you from the States, the way it looks like over here is the way people keep making it seem is that one day Israeli leaders woke up and said, hey, we're going to evict these people from their homes because we don't like them anymore. And that's kind of the narrative that goes out. Um, but again, like I said, from what you're sharing about, especially what's happening in, in the Hebrew Israelite community, no, there's a, there's a lot to the story. There's a lot to the story that has to do with laws and agreements and, and legal contracts. Um, it's very crucial. And, 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 and these are all... Um, this community, like yourself, are they? They're also from the states or from the west that they they made Aliyah, Aliyah to Israel, or are yes, else? they're yeah. Most most of them are are from the states, from different uh, black communities around the states, such okay. as uh, Chicago, Atlanta, Houston, mm. Baltimore, and Washington D.C. Mm. But you also have uh, members of the community from Ghana, from South Africa, from uh, all through the Caribbean, like. Uh, they do a lot of footwork in the world, mm. the community in Demona. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and, and Justin, what's the name of your community that, that you're a part of, the Hebrew Israelite community? Or the Ethiopian Hebrew Israelites. That's okay. So you're the Ethiopian Hebrew Israelites, and you said your son is Demona, yeah. correct? Y- yes. Okay. Okay. No, that's incredible. And so, Justin, um, I mean, this is, this is all, I mean, really, really awesome, and I really appreciate the work that you do. Um, so I want to ask you this as well. You mm-hmm. being in Israel now, you've been you've lived in Israel now for it's been five years. You said, yeah, about five years. Yep. Um, just a just a kind of a personal question, but what is your what is your favorite like place in Israel to to be in as someone who's been there now for five years? Oh wow, I have so many. <laughs> 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 okay, I love the Yomamelak, uh, the the Dead Sea. Mm, mm. The Dead Sea. This is this is close to my house. I have my house in the south in the Negev, so this is like about thirty minute drive from my house oh, wow. to get to the Dead Sea. So I'm there a lot. Mm. I love all the beaches in Tel Aviv. That's like uh, essentially my home. Mm. You know, Tel Aviv adopted me when I first came here. Yeah. Uh, hope you're Shalim, All this. Uh, the beaches in Yafo. Mm. I've been in the beaches in Bat Yam. I, I love the whole country. It's like. Mm. Man, everywhere you go is, is something different to see. You can see the desert, you can see the snow, mm. you can see the the greenery. <laughs> yeah, come on, you can like we have it all here. Oh, that's awesome, and that's awesome, yeah. Justin. What is what is your hope for this next generation in the work that you do and all the important work that you're doing? What is I think the one thing that you would want your son and and his generation to? to the reality, the world that you want them to live in when they're, when they're older? Simple. I, I, I want them to have peace. I want mm. my, I want my son to be able to go to Tel Aviv and hop on a cruise to Lebanon mm. <laughs> with mm. no problem. You see what right. I'm saying? I, right. I want that kind of peace in this region. 
in 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 the entire world you know yeah absolutely absolutely awesome justin i mean i i really appreciate you for for taking this time with us it's been really awesome to hear from you to hear about what you do and also for our listeners i think to to get your perspective from someone on the ground um it's been very invaluable thank you so much for for being here with us uh, man, thank you for all the work that uh, you and your organization does. Like I said, I've been following you for a long time. Since even uh, before I came to Israel, I've been following your organization. I think you do great work. You know, thank you. Oh, no. <laughs> the thanks is for you, the people in America who are out there on the ground telling the truth. And that's what bothers me the most about mm. being here. Because when I, I see uh, at the universities now and stuff, they try to bully all the Israelis and the Jewish mm. students. Yeah. When I was there at at the BDS meeting, yeah, you think they would do that? They mm. would never do it. Right, right, <laughs> never. <laughs> right, right, absolutely. No, you're right. So I, I appreciate all the work uh, that y'all do holding down the fort in America on our behalf. It's a uh, very important work. Thank you, Justin. No, thank you. And the next time we're there, we'll definitely come and see you, and and you know maybe even do some uh, do some visuals for our for our followers to just kind of see the community and then what you all do on a daily basis out there. It'll be fun. Cool. yeah of course of course of course i love it absolutely all right well thank you justin and thank you all for listening once again this is the jw show my name is joshua washington executive director of the institute for black solidarity with israel and i'm signing off <laughs>